0: The Spielman and Huli We Tackle Life podcast is a service of Flashes O Fun Photography. Affordable family pictures, pet pictures, senior pictures. Book online and save $50 at flashesofun.com, flashesofun.com. And for pain relief, order Spielman CBD products at spielmancbd.com, available in creams, roll-ons, gummies, soft gels drops applied under the tongue and in sunscreen. Order online, SpielmanCBD.com. Previously, on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast.
1: I I try to be consistent. When Kaepernick took me, I said from day one, if you remember, first of all, I said I would sign him. Because I think yeah, he would be he did. a great, my number one best backup in the league. Yep. Possible starter late if I had to. And I would sign him immediately. Well, you might get the uh, chance
0: to see if someone will follow through on your uh, out advisory long, huh? about Colin Kaepernick. He's been out, but I mean, you know, what better way to... Uh, demonstrate what Roger Goodell is saying about social justice and everything for somebody to at least put Colin Kaepernick in a training camp as yes. if you were not tired of the Colin Kaepernick national anthem uh, hullabaloo from two years ago, it looks like it's coming back. Yeah. Donald Trump tweeting Roger Goodell's statement uh, all the events of our country. We'll talk about that and more today on a Monday edition, a June 7th edition of the We tackle Life podcast. Thanks so much for listening and joining us. Uh, we're not on Facebook Live this morning because I left my Facebook Live tablet at Cameron Mitchell's Cap City Diner in Dublin.
1: But they are. Are you very... one of those people that works on his phone and no. tablet during dinner? No, I took
0: it because I had a business meeting and I thought I might need, uh, you know, to access the internet. Which I have it on my phone. Yes, I don't have a flip phone, but I left it there. And I just want to shout out Cameron Mitchell's. I want to say what honest people they are. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Stephanie, our waitress. I called last night. It had been three or four days since I'd seen that tablet, and I thought back, where did I have it last? And that was where I had it. And um, I called them. I described it. It was, I mean, how many leather embossed Rose Bowl zippered, you know, little carriers are there in the world in Columbus, Ohio at these yeah. years? But s- somebody could have taken that. They didn't. Very honest. Uh-huh. I, I like to award honesty. And our meal was fantastic. By the okay. way, too. Bridge Park Cap City Diner shout out. I'll pick that up today. Good. We'll Good be back on Facebook Live soon. All right. Well done. So Kaepernick, the NFL, ratings down 19%. Two years ago, they have since recovered. Um, That's where we... It looks like we're headed for divisiveness over the National Anthem. What what changes were made to the way the NFL does the National Anthem, if any, two years ago, uh, do you not, recall? Okay. This year, I, I think there think, will be changes where yeah, players will be in the locker room.
1: Yeah, just stay in the locker room, man. Yeah.
0: And I think, too... Uh, And I saw this proposed on ESPN, and I actually think it's a good idea. It's a good compromise, I think, after the anthem or before kickoff. Give the players a moment of silence, a minute to do whatever they want to do. If they want to kneel, if they want to raise fists, if they want to link arms, whatever. I I think that's a reasonable assumption that the NFL might do this year.
1: I I think there's got to be room for compromise and everything if there's different ideas and freedom of speech is we're both a proponent of whether Very much so. only you know not we can speech we approve of <laughs> exactly. we're not like the new york times employees yeah. we will we'll <laughs> let you say what you what we don't agree with exactly and so i do think that's what makes america great i i, I also think um, from my perspective you know if it's if those guys say it's not about the flag then the people that i know then 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 it's not about the flag it's about whatever justice they're fighting for and and whatever they believe in i've fought for many things in my life and what i believe in not literally fought but you you know what i mean stick up for your side
0: uh, present your case whatever yeah
1: Yeah. and so i'm all for that i think that's the beauty of this country that's the beauty of of america that's the ideal of america I happen. I stand proudly for the national anthem. That's my right to stand proudly for the national anthem. I do that out of respect for people who fought for that. I um, I'm not doing it as a a slap in the face to social justice warriors because I do think uh, people that are where that's their main battle. I think we all want some form of social justice, Bruce. That's not the question. It's just that's not my battle to fight. Right now, although I support many of the um, efforts made um, via whatever education, I would love to see school choice. I think that would help. I would love to see a lot of different things. I think mm-hmm. that's part of social justice because I know the difference and discrepancy in between mm. uh, suburban schools and city schools and resources. So that you know, that's part of social justice to me.
0: Yeah, I just. Um as I watch and survey all these things going on, um, I gotta admit I'm not I'm not as um, as moved as um, I'm not as much one to like shout them out or uh, affirm these what I call captain obvious moments of support. And I'll I'll bring it right back home the Ohio State video that the players did. Mm-hmm. It's getting a lot of play, and everybody thinks it's great, and all that kind of stuff. And the reason why it's not because I disagree with it at all. I don't disagree with it at all. Right. I, I'm a I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. All all men, you know, you love all men equally. I, I take the expressions expressed in that video as self evident. I assume Tough Borland and all the other white players on the team look at their black uh, teammates as their brothers. I assume there are no racial divisions on the Ohio State football roster. I assume they all support each other. I certainly support all men being treated equally and condemn what happened to George Floyd and condemn what happened to Almond Arbery and, you know, everyone else that's mistreated. Yeah, and David Dorn, exactly, and David Underwood, the federal officer gunned down. So, I mean, some some of this is like, you know, I I hear silence is violence, and then I hear that, you know, you can't speak if you're not uh, of a certain ethnicity. So I just don't. See, today, Ohio State has come out. The athletic department, Gene Smith released a statement yesterday that Ohio State athletic department, and the statement says they support the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. I strongly disagree with that formal support of the Black Lives Matter movement. I do not disagree at all that Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, and White Lives Matter, all lives matter. Mm -hmm. I'm (laughs) pro-life, so all lives matter, including unborn life. And I don't think that me saying that all lives matter means that I'm diminishing the importance of black lives mattering or any lives mattering. But if you here's what I would urge you to do if you think that my statement that I disagree with them supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, if you think I'm being hateful, go to the Black Lives Matter website and find out when you support the Black Lives Matter movement, what you are supporting. Mm Mm-hmm. You are supporting the defunding of police, which I do not support. And you are supporting the disruption of the nuclear family, which I definitely do not support. I believe all children are better off when they come from a father and a mother. Yeah. Uh, A family with a father and a mother, not from the disruption of the nuclear family. And so I think that Ohio State uh, is demonstrating its wokeness, Uh, I think that it's doing the thing that is expedient expedient to do, easy to do. It would be much harder to say, no, we support equality and justice, but we do not support a movement that supports the disruption of the nuclear family and the defunding of police.
1: uh, I'm a supporter of all lives, absolutely, if that's where... Because of the situation in our country and Ohio State, with a platform, wants to take a stand. And then that's Gene Smith's prerogative to take that stand. You talk about defunding the police. I have a friend on the West Coast uh, who actually sat in a meeting with the police chief. Mm -hmm. And asked him the problem. The police chief told him, I fire Bad cops. The problem Good. is the union. Yeah, it goes to an arbitrator, and yeah. they're back. And yeah. there's nothing that I can do.
0: Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis cop, had 18 complaints against him. So
1: 18. If you want to um, fix the police, then you need to fix the union, or at and, least the protections offered. And by the union. and well, and I'm you know I'm in a lot of sense, of course, I'm I'm pro-union in a lot of ways. My father but and when, mother were both in unions. When, there, when abuse brings control. So if you want to have change within a police department and change for the better, I'm not going to say it's always going to be good because there's always going to be evil amongst us. There's always, always going to be racism amongst us. There's always going to be the poor amongst us. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the best we can do is try to li- limit that wherever we can and eliminate that whenever and wherever we can. But until this is, you know, and I'm not making this off the top of my head. I actually looked at research in numbers and looked at, okay, what can be done until there's a coming together between the police department and the police union and the city or the mayor and Whatever this collectively bargained, there's got to be compromise. So the union has to be willing. I think to step up and say these are some of the changes that we can offer as a union to help the situation. That's part of a solution that I would look at doing. Yeah, you got without attacking everybody. Just say let's sit down and talk, and let's come up with a better. Way now you talk about the funding police departments. It's been done in two major cities that I'm aware of and I'm sure more, but the two that I looked at would be Camden, New Jersey. Okay? And what Camden did was that they formed a Camden County Police Department and a trained neighborhood watch groups and all that stuff. Now, Camden's still not a safe place to live. In fact, it's in the 5th percentile of our country. As far as crime rates, worst to be in ter- highest crime rates or unsafe cities. Yeah, five percent. You're in the worst five percent cities. Okay, forty-two out of a thousand. You're you got a chance to be a victim of a crime. Okay, that's pretty high. The sixteen uh, percent, I think, or they average sixteen percent out of whatever it is out of a thousand. There's violent crime. The median. In the United States is four, so that's the measurement. Los Angeles did it. Now they have the LA County Police Department, so maybe there's a restructuring that can be done. I think it's certainly worthwhile to investigate because you know when you hear defund a police department right away, um, that's words that what are you people crazy? But yeah. you, you, I mean, besides just hearing something. I want people, again, it's just like our faith, look at it and investigate it and sure. see what it says and what it means. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. I, I don't think anybody, we hear all these things, and everybody uh, has uh, words, which are great, but words are useless and meaningless without actions. And well, some actions people- can be taken is accountability – through the unions, and I'd love to have a police officer come on and, and and say whether or not I am correct. Maybe the unions can adjust what they do or what they collectively bargain for to make things better. I would love to have. Uh, where, where's the money for public education? Why did not the Ohio State lottery money go to computers for kids that they're supposed to go to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that? I, I mean, so let's let's put some action behind the
0: words. Well I would say, listen closely to what is said and then investigate, research, you know, what is actually stated. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. And so when I say when I when I say I don't support the Black Lives Matter movement, I don't say that I'm anti-black lives. No. I'm saying that if I don't support any organization, whatever its name is, that is for disrupting the nuclear family. I believe strongly that it's God-ordained that the ideal home is a man and a woman, a father, a mother who love each other, put God as at the top of their marriage, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. They raise children in a loving environment with uh, you know forgiveness and grace and yeah. discipline and all the things that go into raising a great family, and then that perpetuates itself over time. I think you mentioned the other day, and I wholeheartedly agree, one of the problems we have in low-income areas in the United States of America is the lack of a father in the home. Yeah. And so I'm not going to support any organization that wants to perpetuate or further it's
1: not fewer, fewer fathers in homes. Yeah, it's so. true in
0: Appalachia and lots yeah. of other places, too. very
1: difficult. It's very difficult. So, it's yeah, very difficult you yeah. and
0: I have were beneficiaries, extreme beneficiaries, of having two parents in the homes, and there was... You know, there was love and there was discipline
1: in the proper doses. Nuclear and, families matter. Absolutely. And I, I don't say that with any snark or sarcasm. It's huge yeah. in getting control of a situation. I absolutely believe that. Um, and, you know, I think especially for young men, I mean, how many young men have mentors or we see documentaries or specials, right, when... Uh, This coach, and this goes to the importance, I was talking to uh, my daughter's boyfriend who coaches in uh, middle school and the importance role that he plays in being a positive male role model in a lot of kids' lives that may not have. In fact, I know that a lot of them don't have a positive male role model in their life, being their father. Mm. It's just the way it is. And to deny that would be lying about that. I'm not going to do that. So I talked to him and and anybody about the responsibility. That's why big brothers and big sisters are so important. Mm -hmm. It's such a great organization, an important organization. Uh, Because kids need role models in their life. They need strong male role models. Boys do. Girls need strong female role models in their life. They have to have it. Yep. Or if not, they're at an extreme, extreme disadvantage.
0: Well, you and I would have been much the poorer if we didn't have the nurturing of our mothers because we both had the uh, the discipline of our fathers. That was my father's primary role in the home, but also he was a strong force. He was the provider. He was, he was the rock. He was the foundation. And then my mom was a rock, too, up at 530 every morning going to work in a, an assembly line. And, uh, you know, mothers are... Typically, if you want to generalize, nurturers, and fathers, right. uh, I'm not as gifted as a nurturer as my wife is. I'm striving to get better at it every day. So yeah. there's a role for each one. It's God designed. It's God ordained. Um, sorry if you think it's old fashioned. It works. Mm-hmm. And shockingly, it works because God ordained it. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors at Willis Spangler Starling, our attorney firm in Hilliard, I remember Willis Spangler Starling for any legal situation. I had a call from a friend the other day who's entering into a business relationship, and he's like, do you think I should get an attorney? And I said, yes, you should. Get everything established up front so it's legal, so it's formalized, so that you know and your partner knows how you're going to progress, how you're going to treat each other. And Willis Spangler Starling is, of course, the firm that I recommended. You can find them online, willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. Highest integrity character, and they are a full-service law firm. If you have workers' compensation issues, if you have Social Security, disability, wills, estate planning, personal injury, employment law, any questions that you have of a legal matter, Willis Spangler-Starling
1: can handle it online at
0: willisattorneys.com.
1: I'm going to break – can I break protocol here for one second? Sure, sure. I, I know it's your show. And, uh,
0: no, I just have uh, lots of things here I wanted to get to, so I'm more than happy. Well, I do. think this is...
1: I'm having a real-time conversation Great. With, with an African-American friend of mine Great. who is in a position, who's in a coaching position. Mm-hmm. So I send him a Bible verse every morning, and I'm going to go and share it with you now, so I'm going to do my face segment right now. Okay. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, warning. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, <coming>. yeah. <laughs> and... I I try to, when when I choose the Bible verse that I send out, and I've shared this with a lot of people, I send it out probably to 30 or 40 people, right? Mm -hmm. Friends, family, acquaintances, uh, people that I admire or that I'm fostering relationships with because I just have great respect for them, and this coach is one of them. And this is what I sent this morning. Though now, for a little while, You may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may prove genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. He texts back. This is so true at this time in our lives. Thank you again, my friend. And I say exactly, stay the course. Good things will happen. God is refining all of us because I do believe God is constantly mm-hmm. refining all of us. All this turmoil is not for nothing. Good will come. Stay the course. And, and when I say stay the course, I'm meaning stay the course with God. In right? faith, yes. He texts back. Now, this is his perspective, and I happen to agree with this. I Mm -hmm. don't know what you think about it, but I'll share it with you, and I'm interested because you're a third party and you're not invested in this relationship. Quote, it will for sure. A lot of people realizing some of the realizations of the world and that some change have to be made. We have to start educating minorities more. If that means school year-round and then on Saturdays, (laughs) let's go can't change the system all at once so let's just not keep saying it's the system let's educate and teach and how important it is to vote and what we actually vote for is there any statement that he made uh in that that you disagree with No, off the top of my head no no it's it's education mm-hmm. and i encourage people to vote not now I encourage them, and I and I encourage my kids of age to vote. What's your voting for? Mm-hmm. Are you voting pro-life? Or are you voting pro-choice? Are you voting Second Amendment and First Amendment? Or are you voting against that? That is your choice, and I don't care. I, I've I've made this statement on Twitter many times. I could care less who people vote for. I really can, because. I don't want anybody ever tell me how to vote mm-hmm. or I need to vote this way. I don't want that. I want to be an educated voter. I want to look at the issues that I want to decide what I want to vote for. Yep. That's America. Absolutely. And I want everybody to feel that way. Know what yeah. you're supporting when you vote yes. for whatever you're, whoever you're voting whatever. for, know what you're supporting. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I'm just curious. I do. Sure. I don't want people, I want people to not, it's it's the same, it goes to the same. Don't take my faith. That's right. Take your own. Don't take what I vote for. Take your own. I had a gentleman, and I'm sure, with all good intentions, and he texted me. No, tweeted at me. Maybe you saw it. I've been off Twitter, man. And it's oh, okay. It's been wonderful. Okay, great. Congratulations. <laughs> I wish I could. I, I, I got to do that. But I, 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 I'm, I'm fighting other fights too. I'm fighting cancer fights yeah, and all this crap. Right. I'm fighting fights all the time. Yeah. But anyway, he asked me, look. He was debating. He has two children, of young. He's debating whether to let them play summer baseball or not mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's worried mm-hmm. about something—the coronavirus—that in every study I saw really doesn't have that. Major of an impact on
0: coronavirus the show. Um, it's, uh, that's I something vaguely remember
1: history. it uh, He asked me, would you let your kids play this summer? and I I, I I didn't answer the the tweet. I liked it. I didn't answer it because um, it doesn't matter. It's not your decision. It doesn't for his kids. It doesn't matter what I would yeah or wouldn't do. I would encourage all of people to educate yourself on your choice and as a parent, and as you freely choose to raise your children in the way you want to raise your children, then you make that decision on whether it would be safe or not. I think it's quite clear what my decision is. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I just, to me, and so. What coach and I are talking about is exactly we're all on the same page, but I my thing is the education thing in the in the discrepancy, which you would agree with, I'm assuming the, the, between the some of the schools that I've been to, I don't know if you've done any speaking in schools. Well, I mean, you know how many how many schools have you been to? I've been to probably thirty in the back when I was a player. And a couple years ago, where I had to go through metal to gun detectors, metal detectors. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go through them now in most schools. But yep. you know, 25 years ago, you didn't have didn't to go have through to metal nope. detectors, right? Nope. And well, those kids did. Those kids did. Really? That's a difference. Yeah. Would you agree? Sure. So. Big difference. I I don't know. So I I and I do think that uh, you know I I most 90. I would say probably what, 95% of teachers are genuine and really care, at least the teachers that I've had experience with, but my kids went to the Upper Arlington school system. Mm -hmm. I can't speak for the other teachers in other school systems. I can speak from my experience. I can uh, speak from my experience in Maslin and where 95% of my teachers cared about the job that they were doing about educating their students. So when we talk about educating and we look at problems and how can we alleviate, uh, eliminate some of those problems, then we have to find out, okay, well, how can we bring people up? Well, we can improve the education system. You don't just improve an education system by throwing money at it because the money somehow never gets to the kids. No. No. There's and an accountability. It- you improve things by having an accountability, in my opinion, in my life experience, Hard, whether to do sometimes. A, whether, Hard to do
0: sometimes with a teacher's association. Well,
1: whether that's within a a, 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 um, a police department, whether that's within a teacher's union, whether that's in with your own family, the one thing that I've always tried to do, in in back in the old days, say my father and your father, I don't know if your father was like this, but my dad at times parented this way. He's actually used this quote on me. Do as I say, not as I do. I don't recall that. Okay. And so that stuck, not all the time, yeah. but, but once in a while, right? It, and don't get me. I had a great father. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I've had my shortcomings as a father, as I'm sure you've had your shortcomings oh, as a father, brother. right? We all oh, have. Father. All you fathers out there, we've all had our shortcomings. I hold myself accountable to my kids. When I am wrong, you could ask every one of them, even my stepchildren. When I am wrong, I will go tell them that I was wrong. Yep. I'm learning. That's powerful. I learned a lesson. I was wrong. Now, I, I... Parents in our generation didn't always say no. They didn't. They were wrong. That was my point. Yeah. No, Where, I don't
0: remember hearing that. And so, I don't remember hearing
1: I was wrong, Bruce. <laughs> I remember, yeah. But
0: I've said that to my kids multiple times because I think it's powerful to let them know that you're trying, try. trying to do better. Yeah. This is what I was hoping to accomplish. I didn't do it
1: right. Right. It's being transparent. It's being real. So I'm. I'm. You know. I'm just thinking of. Okay. Well, how can I help make things better? Well, there's got to be accountability to make things better right? Absolutely. All right. Good. Big part of it. Um, well, thank you for letting me uh, share with that and sure, share that course. conversation. Well, by the way, I'll give you the
0: citation on your verse. I know it's the Apostle Paul's writing, but I don't think he gave the citation.
1: That was First Peter? 1, 6, and 7. Once again, you doubt me. Every time I give you a verse, you- That's really embarrassing because we're studying first, Peter. All my friends in Sunday <laughs> Boy, you're school really, are like, a yeah, way to pay attention here. You guys are
0: dialed in, I see. see. All my friends, I tell you this, I'll plead the uh, boredom of Zoom Sunday school. <laughs> Speaking of which, I went to
1: church yesterday. Good for you. Actually went to church? Yes. So did I. Two weeks in a row. It was nice. Couldn't I, have Sunday school, but we had church. I went to a baptism outside Excellent. and held it in private. Because, Immersion? Yes. The Baptist would approve of that. Then. Yes. Uh, look, it, it, it was a celebration. No mask. We we risk yeah. doing a baptism. Wow. About uh, 14 people, so I'm, I don't know if that's... In- this would be the height of coronavirus fear if the person who was
0: baptized wore a mask while or they went into the water. Without mask. Because I've, I've
1: seen people jogging with masks, well, here's what driving I in their cars Here's with what my- I figured. If our leaders don't have a problem with thousands of people... Marching in mass to something that they believe you in. You said en masse, meaning
0: all together, not in masks. Yes. Marching en masse, E N M A S
1: S. All together. And I thought, well, having four, 14 people for a baptism of a, an adult that has all, all of a sudden decided to give his life to Christ, I think they would support the heck out of that. I would hope so. So that's why I went. And it's part of it. It was awesome. Uh here's some positive coronavirus numbers. There you go. Positive tests are at a
0: four point four percent rate. So that means if you're tested, it's a four percent chance you'll you'll have it. Doesn't mean you'll die that from state it. Of Ohio it just means you'll have it. National. nationally, Okay.
1: Friend. So there's probably been how many tests nationally, do we know? No idea. Millions, correct? Yeah. Okay.
0: Four hundred and fifty three people died yesterday, which is still a very high number, but the lowest number since March twenty sixth. Great news. So the numbers are going down. Yes. Sad news. Uh, double sad news. Do you remember Rashe Caldwell? Florida yeah. Gator wide receiver?
1: Yeah. NFL
0: seven-year NFL veteran Shot receiver? in an armed
1: robbery at his house. Shot in an armed
0: robbery at his house in Tampa, Florida. Rashe Caldwell gone too soon. And we also must mention uh, the death of one of the greatest Bengals ever, Ken Riley. Number 13. Cornerback. The Rattler from Florida A&M. He's beautiful. Beautiful. Man, was he a good player. 65 career interceptions. How in the world is Ken Riley not in the Hall of Fame? 65 65 career. career interceptions, tied for fifth in NFL history, 207 games all 15 years of his NFL career with the Cincinnati Bengals, at age 36, Spiels. In an era where guys didn't play,
1: particularly in a secondary. And they weren't throwing the ball all over the place now like they are now.
0: He had eight interceptions yeah. at age 36, two of which he returned for touchdowns. Um, I would get behind the Ken Riley for the Pro Football Hall of Fame before I would get behind the
1: Clay Matthews for the Pro Football well, Hall of Fame. I was thinking of that team. I'm trying to think of that team when I was younger. I was more of a Browns fan, yeah. but it was Kenny Anderson, right? Kenny Anderson. Emmett, was it Emmett Thomas? Was a wide receiver Emma Thomas? I think oh, played Chiefs. for the Chiefs, yeah. Who was the wide receiver? Uh, Isaac Curtis. Isaac Curtis would, yeah, yeah. eighty-five, I believe. Bob, Isaac, Bob Trumpy was the tight end. Yeah, Bruce but there was Caza another. Was I thought end. there was a Kenny Riley was the corner. He wore number thirteen, right? He did. Jim Jim Leclerc, I Jim believe, Leclerc, was a linebacker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Reggie, uh huh. Reggie Reggie Bullock. No Reggie, Reggie Williams. Reggie Williams mm-hmm. from Dartmouth, another linebacker, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Bill Bergey? Berge played for the Bengals. Oh yes, Bill Berge, number sixty-six, middle he linebacker. He played for the Eagles. He didn't play for the Bengals. Bill Bergie,
0: Cincinnati Bengals. Now you doubt me?
1: Yes, I do. Right, I let's highly call doubt up you. Bill
0: Berge, and we'll see that he was uh, began his career with the Cincinnati Bengals. He did. Bengals.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna. I mean, you know, you're older than I am. Yes, I am. Clear memory. Bill Berge, former football player. How many years did he play with the Bengals?
0: Um,
1: let's see here. I thought would have his stats by
0: year. No, because drafted by the Bengals the second round of the sixty nine draft. Another AFO All Star his first year. Started for the Bengals for five years. I didn't know that. And he went to the World Football League's Florida Blazers, and he played with the Philadelphia Eagles uh four time all pro. Set a record for most interceptions by a linebacker. How many? Doesn't say. Highest-paid defensive player in the league with a four-year contract for one million dollars. Spiels
1: playing well. Guys get that second-round draft Guys choice. Guys
0: get that now and workout bonuses. Four-time
1: All-Pro sounds yeah. familiar. It does sound familiar.
0: So there you go. Yeah. So yeah. Ken Riley. I. That's sad that Ken Riley passed away at age seventy-two. Age seventy-two. Uh, let's see what else do I have here on my list. Um, Memorial Tournament, July sixteenth through the nineteenth. Yeah. Uh, they will now allow eight thousand fans on the grounds of Muirfield Got to wear a mask, Club, but you got to wear a mask. That is correct. Sorry, I was excited about that. I was going to, you know, see if I could do some freelance work and uh, cover the tournament for somebody. Um, I have zero interest in going in a mask. <laughs> That's your choice. That's just July in a mask, like hot, humid July, and you got to wear a mask. So I'm going to say no thanks to that. Even though, you know, love the Memorial, love Dan Sullivan, Tom Sprouse, all the people at the love Memorial them. Tournament. I will enjoy watching it on television. Yeah, so why? I. And um, I wonder, uh, there will
1: be people who will go, they will not have a problem getting 8,000 people to go are you, to the are Memorial in a mask. Are they going to throw people out if they take a breather from their mask? I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: We're going to have mask patrol. When you when you empower people with authority, strange things happen.
0: So maybe. Um. The original, the first tournament, the week before the as yet unnamed tournament sponsored by the, it's called it's, Workday. They'll probably call it the Workday Invitation. Yeah,
1: one of the girl's boyfriends actually is a caddy out at Mirfield and he was telling me about it. There'll be no folks there, apparently. no fans for the Workday tournament.
0: They say for the Memorial they're going to have limited media. So I don't know you, know. you wouldn't
1: have been allowed to go anyway. I guess not. Yeah. You couldn't stalk Jose Maria. I couldn't stalk Jose Maria. No, I couldn't. <laughs> but uh, I,
0: Roger Penske says the Indy, the Indy 500 the Five Hundred will be run with fans in August or not at all. Good. So good for you, Roger Penske. Uh, that's where we are with that. Uh, we want to remind you about Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. We got a nice uh, email, many nice emails from people who have Ordered from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. It's the official coffee of the Spielman-Hooley Podcast, the original sponsor of the Spielman-Hooley Podcast. We appreciate Hemisphere. Paul, Grace, and Andy doing great things for growers around the world in countries like Nicaragua, Thailand, and Indonesia. Whole bean or ground? They'll roast it to your order. Light, medium, and dark roast. Single origin or blends? Flavored coffee? Mr. Spielman likes the Hunter's Blend, the breakfast blend. You've sampled the Jamaica Me Crazy, which we get lots of
1: good reviews for. Yeah, I'm kind of getting over that one. Ready for I, a, I like the ready for a blend. new one? Hunter's blend? I like Hunter's, but I like the house blend too. The house Very blend again. is I mean, I like Jamaica crazy, but it's it's got a strong flavor and I can it's, I'm a, I got to be in a good mood to, to or I just have to be in a mood for that.
0: As I understand it, that'll that has a little bit more caffeine than the others, and that'll put you in a good mood. If you're not oh, already really? in a good mood, it'll give you a little bit more energy. Uh so order online hemispherecoffeeroasters.com you can forego your 15% Spielman and Hooley discount, which you get by using the promo code Life in all caps. You can forfeit that if you desire, or you can take it for yourself. But if you forfeit it, Hemisphere will add on to that and donate it back to COVID-19 relief. We draw four names every Friday. We have passed the $11,000 mark. Uh, 29000 to go. Money awarded uh, to people uh, who nominate VS Spielman, podcast at gmail.com here's an email from Jennifer who was one of our original nominees. she nominated uh, all of her servers at her restaurant. I think three have won now
1: it's winning
0: email from Jennifer she says wow this is fantastic. the staff and community have been so appreciative of your generosity. I just got a hold of Angie she is not set up with payment after you okay transferring it to me I pass it on to Angie uh, blah blah blah. Uh, And she sends a picture of Darla, last week's winner. We're grateful what you were doing. God bless. Strong and company restaurant and bar. So there you go. Thank you, Jennifer, for that nice email. And I think we have another one here from Sarah, who nominated her friend Tina. She says, thank you. This has made my week to be able to share the news with Sarah. Nice. I was getting ready to drive up to Pittsburgh this morning and catch up on this week's episodes. What you guys are doing sets a great example. I'm very glad. So there you go. Uh, nominate. podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. Cody emails the show. He says, I like you, Bruce. I'm not a very big Michael Jordan fan. However, can you note that his brand's donation to social justice of $100 million analyze and discuss it with spiels yeah jordan the jordan brand i'm not sure if this comes out of jordan's pocket or if this comes out of nike's pocket pocket. some of it is you know donating whatever he makes off the jordan brand which is a lot um and good for him he's donating it 10 million dollars a year for 10
1: years it's awesome good for him well that i mean well i think what he wants you to say is that jordan's donating back because he's taking that i
0: my thing with jordan was i hate to see anyone lost I don't know if Michael Jordan saved or not. It's not my, as you, as you imparted to me, and I agree. I now agree. In hindsight, it's not. It's not my race to run. I run Bruce's race. I don't run Jordan's race. Wow! But I see my my inclination, my temptation. Yes, is to look at someone else's resources and say, "Man, what I'd do with that." Mm-hmm. Well, God decided to give them those resources. He
1: decided not to give them to me. And my whole thing is, I don't know what Michael does, but here this was pointed out uh, where Michael uh, takes his vast resources, which appear to be vast resources. We don't know anybody's yeah. pure financial situation. And is ten uh, $100 million, $10 million a year uh, from the Jordan brand. And as long as that, that money, again, goes to make... Um, Real effective change, not just change to make change. It's just effective change, and there's accountability. Like, I still can't get over when you talked to. I didn't know this, and I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't know this. But the Ohio Lottery is supposed to buy computers for. Well, students. they were the money was all supposed to go to
0: education. It's supposed to fix all the educational
1: yeah. inequities, and blah, 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 blah. No, it didn't. And and so lots of money. It's generating lots of money. Yeah, and and that's infuriating to me. There's got to be accountability for that. They're going to sell you the same. There's got to be accountability. But there's got to be accountability. I <laughs> want sports gambling. They're going to the- sell you the same thing. Oh, this will fix everything. Well, we need it now because of the deficit you're running, right? Well, And, and it's illegal to have a-, a state, an Ohio Constitution, for the state to be in deficit. Yeah. I- That's why there's cuts. That's why they're cutting education. Didn't yeah. have to have the cuts because we didn't have to have 1.5 in hindsight, which is easy. And Monday morning... Didn't have to have 1.5 million people unemployed. Did not. I agree with you on that. Gosh. Uh,
0: here is a nice long email from Brad. Uh, I will not read the entire email, but I'll give you the highlights. Did you read it? In- I did read the entire email. Well, he, I'm glad you did because he took the time to write he it. He did. Uh, it's just it would take... Quite some time to read it on the air. He says, "I'm a frequent listener of the podcast. I'm grateful for the way in which you and Chris address the current events in our culture. I'm especially grateful that you both incorporate your faith while discussing all matters of life. I fully submitted to Christ in 2012. Prior to that, I did not have a good relationship with my dad. I now consider him my best friend and began sending him the podcast a few months ago. He has begun to pursue Christ. We often speak about the scriptures and the podcast. He even went so far as to recently visit." Hemisphere coffee roasters. That's good. So he goes through um, a lot of things here uh, in his email to discusses Drew Brees. He says, while you guys were talking about Drew Brees Friday, the scripture that came to mind was you will know them by their fruits. Um, and he talks about Black Lives Matter and um, the fact, and his, he shares my disappointment with Malcolm Jenkins and Michael Thomas's initial reaction to Drew Brees. He says, in reference to the Drew Brees story, the fact that Drew's longtime teammates didn't acknowledge who he is beyond some soundbite is troubling. Now, Shannon Sharp is calling for Drew to retire because he apparently committed the unforgivable sin of not affirming Colin Kaepernick's form of protest. Uh, He says, which again, Cap's motives are questionable by his fruit, meaning the pig socks and the Castro's T-shirt and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So he goes to the end. He goes, perhaps the continual desire to eliminate God from this country is beginning to come to fruition. I have to be better about praying for the country and those I disagree yeah. with. I know you try to do the same. Sorry for the lengthy email. I felt I needed to reach out. God bless you, Chris, and your families. I look forward to listening to more of your podcast. Sincerely, Brad. Okay. Thank you, Thank Brad. Thank yeah. uh, I do pray. I have, I have become more committed to praying specifically for things I want to see happen in my life and in uh, other people's lives. I've always prayed specifically for things in other people's lives. I've become more comfortable um, through Bible study and stuff with praying for specifics in my life, always submitting to God's ultimate authority. But also I've become more committed to praying for specifics in terms of national things, praying for the president to be saved and to have a complete... Makeover in humility and grace and kindness to others. Um, praying for unity, not unanimity, because that's not realistic. You won't have unanimity even in the church. It's not probably healthy to have everybody think alike. But to pray for unity amid diversity.
1: Yeah, love it. Um, I'm all. Know. I'm a big unity fan.
0: So uh, those are things that I pray for and uh, would urge you to pray. And and the other thing is, I would just say. I've become more committed to praying, as prayer, I believe, is the battle. Prayer is our, you say, what I can do? What I can do? I don't want to live in Minneapolis. I can't stop this horrendous action by this cop. I can't do this. I can't do that. You can pray. Prayer has power. You are inviting God into our lives to impose his will on events. And I pray for revival in our country. I do. I believe it'll happen. I don't. I don't think we have enough shared values. Oh, said, ye of little faith. I know. I know. Well, hey, you know what? I wouldn't Lord, help the, me my, with my faith. I wouldn't be the first uh, servant of God to doubt uh, amid praying, but I know it's our only shot. You know what? So I pray for revival because I don't think we have a shared values I've, anymore. Back I've, in the back in the day, we had shared values. We don't have shared values
1: uh, anymore. I. I, 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 I I think there can there's a lot of things we share. You're not going to agree on everything, but there's a lot of things we share as a country. And if you if if you talk to the majority of people, the majority of people, Bruce, uh-huh. of all races, the more majority of people have the shared values of what this country stands for: liberty and freedom. The majority of people, not the minority of people, not minority people, the minority of people. But I think
0: people who have those values are frightened by the consequences of standing for those values. And so they just
1: you just I do. I'm I'm giving you. No, I'm the the
0: mayor of real town. I'm not telling you I like this and I'm not telling you I'm one of these people. One of, the, one of the freeing things of being self employed is you can't get fired for saying what I'm going to say right now. When I say I don't think we have shared values, did you ever think you'd see the day where someone who is born a male can identify as a female and compete in high school girls' sports, and there would be many, many, many people who would fight for that? boys' right to compete against girls? I never thought I'd see that day in America. We were at that day in America. Did you ever see the day where you thought that having a child out of wedlock would be viewed the same as having a child in marriage and be accepted by more than a majority, by, by more than 50% of the American public? We are at that day. We are in that era. So when I say we don't have shared values anymore, we don't have shared values. And the whole anarchist disrupting of America right now, as I said on Friday, is the reason why it's so hard to combat is not because it's an ideology. It's because it's a theology. Mm -hmm. It's a religion, the motivation to disrupt the American way of life. And again, I'm all for equality, justice. You cannot be a servant of Christ and feel like any kind of racism or prejudice is true. I abhor it all. But you also have to know what you're dealing with, and you're battling the same kind of passion now that you battled when um, terrorists flew planes into the World Trade Center. That's what would motivate somebody to fly a plane into the World Trade Center? What kind of hatred? What kind of animus? What kind of wrong headed thinking? Well, it has to be grounded in what you think is God's call on your life. And that's why. So how did, can you throw, can you throw bricks at another human being who did not kneel on a person's neck? Well, because they're wearing a uniform and I have hatred for them. And mm-hmm. that's my theology.
1: That's a small minority in this country. Did you?
0: 750 police officers have been injured mm-hmm. in protests across country, hit by cars, bricks thrown at their faces. Right. People cheering, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. What do we want? Dead cops. Again, when do we want them now? Well,
1: I don't think there's anybody that uh, that has wants real change, is a supportive of that type of behavior, of violence. At least the people that I've listened to on the other side.
0: I think there are people who say they want real change, and they're absolutely advocating for that. Advocating for violence? looking for anarchy. It's okay. I hear anchors on network television saying. Uh you know, I don't sanction it, but I understand it. Mm-hmm. Well no, you do you do sanction it. Whenever there's a but, ignore everything that comes before yeah. the but and
1: and put great weight on whatever comes after the but because that's what they really think. So but here's a here's something for you to think about and why I I and I never was an optimist and why I find op- optimism in the midst of turmoil. Mhm. It has to be a God thing because, be. m- because my only, my natural old instinct would be to uh, fight back. Mm-hmm. Why I'm an optimist is because of, I give credit, I never thought that I would see in 1776 or in 1862 where Americans would take up arms against each other and have millions of people die. Mhm. Do you ever do we, does that is that shared values? No. So, have we come through things like this before or in um in the World War 2? In the extermination the extermination of a race. Is that shared values or in Africa? <coughs> or in the Congo or where or uh, uh, Boko Haram; mm. those aren't shared values. So my point is, evil is existing. Yep. It always has existed, and so I do think that one way. There's always going to be turmoil, but you have to be able to unite. And I go back to something that makes so much sense to me. To me. Uh, And this are lessons learned as a father. Learn to talk to and not over. Learn to talk to your children. Don't talk over your children. And I just, you know, I just am optimistic because I think there's too many good people in the world. There's too many good people. Unlike a a vice presidential candidate, Joe Biden, who thinks there's just evil people. I don't think there's 10 to 15 percent People that are evil. I think it's more like two or three percent that have evil tendencies in this country. Out of the and that's a good number because when you live in a country of 332 million people, that's a lot of people. So I think the majority of people are good. Yes, I am troubled. Yes, I pray. Yes, I uh, wake up in the middle of the night and worry about the future of our country. But I am also calmed by God and understanding. That he's got his hand where he wants his hand and where it needs to be. I don't doubt that for one second. I, I know you don't doubt it. I'm just telling you what I use to have some type of optimism. That's what gives me peace
0: is that I know he's in control. And when I see this turmoil in our country, I don't like it. And I want us to live in harmony. And I want us to understand the beauty of the land that we were given. And I think America's been anointed as the only, as the most. Prevalent Christian nation in the world, I think God's had His hand on us, and I want us to fulfill our purpose in Him and to evangelize the world. And I don't see us doing that, so I'm troubled Uh, by it. But I never lose sight of the fact that He is in control and that He is bringing about His
1: purpose. See that, but the thing—I mean, we—you just—I think you need to look. If I were to—if you and I were to have a conversation, because here's what I see. Conversation. Oh, that's true. You just need to look and, and look for it and find it. Because, for example, I went to this baptism yesterday. Yeah, talked to this uh, pastor that did the baptism. His church, during the quarantine, has had a record-setting amount of baptisms of people coming to wonderful. Christ. How about the good coming from that, That's which great. maybe would not have happened? If it wasn't for the BS quarantine shutdown for three months, it took a million, 1.5 million jobs. I'm sorry, I, in Ohio, one point five million yeah, jobs in, in, in Ohio, Ohio. forty it. million nationwide. Bring it, bring it back. I'm bring it back, Chris. Yeah, because don't go negative. So that's the good, and that's something that you want. You mm-hmm. sat here fifteen minutes ago. I did, and so I'm sharing that with you so that. Like it did for me yesterday, that for you, should say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's great news.
0: Well, you know, you used to tell me during cancer, you rejoice in small wins. Yes. So I'm going to rejoice in those small wins.
1: Yeah, So and, that, and so that's...
0: One know. more life given to Christ is... So, but, something worth extreme celebration.
1: But my point is when you turn on a TV and you turn on a the news, they're selling you know this you're in this business for most of your adult life. They're selling death and destruction. Yep. You know that. I sure do. It's 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 like oh, uh, we tell ourselves that, but they they're so good at convincing you that we're only surrounded by evil, death and destruction. When that it's it's a lie. It is a lie. Is death and destruction out there? Of course it is. But when, you, how many stories, do you think this guy, this pastor, do you think he's the only one in this country, in this little town of ours, is the only one that have a record setting record setting number of baptisms? No, or I know it's not happening
0: everywhere. Well, because I know the one of the groups that I'm involved in, we've endeavored to start Bible studies during COVID, and I think the whole circle of people from which has grown twenty one Bible studies. Okay, since this started, so that's many, a great
1: thing. How many bo- um, um, emails or podcasts? Have we had where somebody said, "Yeah, I, I decided to look and investigate this faith?" Quite thing? Quite a few. Okay, you have one today. Yep. Where how how a guy that's been saved? What's his name? Brad. Brad. Brad's been saved since twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Had had a bad relationship with his father. He's heard this podcast, and we're just saying what we believe. And he's given it to his dad. He's yeah. and he's given it to his dad. What you give will grow. What you keep, you lose. He's given it away. Now his dad is at least is investigating mm-hmm. that's it great. and having scriptures. Well, I mean, I have goosebumps because that's that's winning. That's why
0: we do it. That is why we do it.
1: But that's but that's happening. That's not just happening in two guys in the basement. No, it's Bruce. not. That's happening everywhere. So when you get, when and this is not just for you. It's for me. I have to give myself a pep talk. And this is for those out there, those folks out there that get down because they're surrounded by chaos. And the news is pushing chaos, chaos, chaos. And Twitter pushes chaos and hate and and everything else on both sides because both sides get after it. Both sides get after it. Look around and and look at the good things that are happening in your life and rejoice in that. Then, when you see an opportunity to make a change for the good, then take it. Don't just say, I want to do it. What's the parable? Uh, there's many parables, right? The guy that were, here's 10, 10 seeds. And what'd you do with it? I buried it. So no one would lose it. It's like doing nothing. Yeah. Right. Good Samaritan is a parable about action, doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, for for those of us that know the good we ought to do and don't do Do it. it, That's sin. 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 That's sin. That's That's it. James. That's it. Take action.
0: Um, before I get to my uh, faith portion and give you two things you can watch on your phone, on YouTube, wherever, that I think will uh, allow you to connect uh, some things spiritually, like in Brad's email, I want to remind you that uh, we have a third sponsor that's a great sponsor, and they're about connecting, and they're about helping, and it's auiinfo.com. Small business owners in particular, you may have a ton of questions about health insurance for your employees. You know, Jennifer's email where she nominated three of her employees is a indicative of how much small business owners care about their employees. And if you are one of those small business owners who want to do right by your employees, but you have to order merchandise, you got to figure out how to do business, you don't have time or you're searching for time to research all the health insurance related questions or all the HR related questions. Take that off your plate and give it to Chrissy. Give it to Julie. Give it to the people at AUIinfo.com. They're in Akron. They service the entire state of Ohio. They specialize in those matters. They'll get you the prices. won't cost you a dime more because the insurance providers pay AUI. You don't pay AUI. But you allow them to represent you in matters where they are specialists and you are not. It'll free you up to do better by your employees and to do better business. auinfo.com. auinfo.com. Are you watching- Can, can I uh, hit,
1: hit a plug real quick? Of course. Spielman CBD? Uh, no. Step I up- I hit
0: that at the start of the podcast. Step up for Stephanie. Yes, started. tell me about that.
1: Started on June 6th, uh, Saturday. We had, just in case, um, I don't want to be cited, but we had probably 12 people, the, the Minions, and of course, their ever-present vultures were there. There.
0: Also known as boyfriends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they come over and have Picking breakfast first. at the carcasses of my food. <laughs> Stealing uh, your hemisphere coffee. Well, we did the uh, four-mile run, or you can choose to walk a mile. And well, it was great. And it's uh, Maddie Spielman is setting this all up, so... Go to Maddie's Twitter at Maddie Spielman if you want information. You can go to go.osu.edu slash stepup. Can you put that up on the We Tackle Life uh, Twitter uh, call? We'll will
0: get it after our
1: webmaster. I, I reach I retweeted that. Go.edu what? Uh go.osu.edu slash step up. And okay. then you can sign up. It's only like 20 bucks. Um, I, we usually have close to 2,000 people. Uh, I t- was talking to Maddie Saturday morning. She was hoping to get 500 people. And so far, we have over 550, which is great nice. during this virtual thing. And you just go there. Um, the money goes to uh, uh, for cancer research, Stephanie Spielman's fund for breast cancer research. All of it goes, every single dollar goes to the research. Mm hmm. They do a text-to-give, and I think they're going to mix that up a little bit. And the text-to-give part of it will go to COVID relief. Uh, OSU and our fund wanted to do something for those of us that uh, have lost jobs. 1.5 million of them. In Ohio. In Ohio. Um, But, uh, yeah, and, you know, if you run, socially distance naturally occurs. So I'm giving you a full report. Uh, no, we didn't wear masks because we were outside running. And your family in about ninety. Well, we had a couple non-family members there. Uh oh. Although the the vultures, they're over enough. They're family. They're, yeah. They're, I mean, they might as well be. Yeah. I might as well in fact. I am going to start writing them all off on so my might taxes. Might as well. Might as well. Uh, but anyway, so it was great. It was a great event, and it's again taking control back and and. Doing life normal, and as I always say, live with awareness, live responsibly, but live without fear. And so it was good. It was it was all good. So I went to Home Depot. About probably fifty-fifty on the mask. Uh, I chose not to wear a mask. I choose to social distance. I I choose not to wear a mask. Uh, right now, because of the data that I've been reading. In doing my own research and educating myself, so there you go. Wonderful. That was my weekend. It was Your a great weekend.
0: Spielman CBD products available at SpielmanCBD.com. You got the roll-on, which I use on my neck; it's working yeah. great. The
1: uh, sunscreen
0: uh, with the CBD in it. You got soft gels, gummies, and uh, the drops for under the yeah. tongue. Order there online: SpielmanCBD.com.
1: Patches. I've been using the patches. Oh, the patches too. I forgot yeah. the
0: patches. I like the patches. Uh, have you been watching? The Chosen. Are you familiar with The Chosen? No. It is a uh, production about Jesus' life and the Gospels. It's free on YouTube. It is well-acted, well-written, uh, interesting. YouTube
1: put that on. That's good.
0: Well, it's not YouTube putting it on. I don't know who no. did it. It's on YouTube. They
1: let it on You YouTube. can get the
0: chosen app and watch it on your phone. There's an app for it, all the episodes. And the director will come on. He'll talk about what they're trying to accomplish in it and how they did it. And he sometimes interviews the actors. And then the thing's like an hour and 20 minutes, but the actual acting part uh, is maybe 40 minutes. It's a series. Yes, it's a series. So it. last night was Jesus' first miracle, turning water into wine. Started with Mary Magdalene and her being freed of demons, and it's got Nicodemus, the Pharisee, in it. Um, you know, it's very well acted. Peter, they they follow Peter, and Peter has um, some issues with the Romans and all that. So The Chosen is extremely, extremely well done. And it'll bring to life the Bible and the Gospels for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I would encourage uh, anyone to watch, uh, and I do not have Netflix, but there's a movie that's more than two hours long. Your girls
1: don't have Netflix? Or, uh, do not. Wow
0: called The American Gospel, and the first hour of the movie is free on YouTube, The American Gospel, and I watched the first 40 minutes of it last night. It does a phenomenal job presenting the actual gospel, and if you are a person who has struggled with behavior and where behavior sits in the equation of am I saved or am I not saved, or i struggle to do good things, but I just can't overcome temptation, I can't do this... This will crystallize it, as Chris and I have tried to crystallize it for you, that it's all about what Jesus did at the cross. Mm-hmm. It's not about your behavior. I've said before, I'll say again, God does not change you so that he can love you. He loves you so that he can change you. Mm-hmm. And that is an important distinction. You are Everyone in the world is loved by God to the max. He cannot love you more, even he cannot, he does not love you more when you obey him. He does not. He loves you. He he mourns for those who do not obey him. Now, the result of those who obey him and are saved by him and have claimed Jesus as their savior is that you get eternal life. But he mourns and, and agonizes over those that he is calling and do not respond to his call. But it is all about what Jesus did at the cross. It is not about works. And the American gospel uh, is very good because it exposes what I believe are false teachers. It names them. It shows you video clips. Uh, it's very well done, the American gospel. And then we're trying here on the I'll podcast watch to give people away. I understand the... Um, level of discomfort there is walking into a strange church. You want to be more faithful, but you're frightened or you're ill at ease or whatever. We try to give you on the podcast a faith segment at the end so that you and your own private time can explore these things. And the chosen and the American gospel are two other things that you can do in the privacy to sort these things out for yourself and to hopefully come to the same decision that Chris and I have come to which is to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ and to gain so, complete peace. You just gave me a
1: humbling moment. Well, it's not my intention. No, but it's it's good. So, and this is what happens, okay? So, we're always constantly trying to grow, right? Mhm. And you said that God loves everybody. Everybody. It took re- me a ho- long time to figure that out. And it, it's and I just realized to myself you know, I, I think I have a lot of love to give, and it's minuscule compared to what God's love is, right? Because of the rage that I have when I see people uh, abusing power or looting or destroying somebody's business that they work their whole life for, the rage that I have for that, it's... it's I don't like that feeling. I hate that feeling. I hate it more than anything. And God has so much love for them that I don't think I'm capable of having. And so that's what gives me peace, is knowing that somebody is over me that is so much more powerful in love than I am. And thank God, literally, for that. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us as we start another week. Uh, we hope you have a great week and uh, we will be back on Wednesday with another edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Spielman & Huli, Facebook, Spielman & Huli, on Twitter at We Tackle. Nominate someone for COVID-19 relief, Spielman podcast at gmail.com.